0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. What you looking at? Okay. My name is Hayden <laughs> <laughs> Looking at stuff on my phone sure got a name oh, Checking okay. stuff and making sure <laughs> <laughs> Writing down my facts
1: Hello and welcome to Entertain This <laughs> A podcast about movies, TV shows, and video games. With me, I have... Hey, Dan. Tom. And me, Mitch. You know, Hi, Mitch. The brains of this organization. Truly, <laughs>
0: yes. The brains of this uh, half-assed operation.
1: Anyways, uh, this week we had our top animated Christmas movies. We have uh, some, some new movie, TV show, and game news. Mm-hmm. And, and reviews. Yeah, that too. But mm-hmm. first, what was the... The uh, punishment that somebody had to do last week.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me just. Well, mm. While you're
1: doing that, also our social media <laughs> is entertain this podcast, which is the group. We have entertain this, which is the page. We also have Twitter, which is at this dot entertain Instagram, which is entertain dot this. And our Patreon is patreon.com entertain underscore this. And then we have our uh, YouTube page, which is entertain this.
0: So that all <laughs> being said, <laughs> I punishment. had to watch a movie. Mm. Max Hell Frog Warrior. Yes. Yep. Um, it's not a movie. It's not. It's the it's just a bunch of bull that they filmed. And it came out in like 2002 but it was filmed in like 1996.
2: It's a Scott Shaw film. It man. is a
0: Scott Shaw film. The Scott Shaw saga continues in punishment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what the plot is. It, it it opens with a guy who I'm I'm assuming is sitting on boxes. But everything's just covered in drapes and like fabric. And he's like sitting there talking to this girl who's filthy looking. Mm-hmm. Not like in a good way, like just like covered in dirt wearing a bikini. And he's just like going on about it. And he hires this, bring this in and this other woman. He's like looking up at this American flag. And it turns out that dude is like Joe Estevez, who's Martin Sheen's brother. Yes. Yeah, wow. And right. Charlie Sheen's uncle. Yeah. And I was like, why does that guy look familiar? And I was like, oh yeah, he's one of the, he's, he's part of the Sheen group.
1: Did he bring legitimacy to the film?
0: No, <laughs> no. Um, so it, it starts with that crap, and then there's like some frog people that are chasing this scantily clad blonde woman in the desert.
1: Frog people, as in like
0: they're just wearing like these masks. Okay, yeah. and they don't look like frogs. That's what I thought. Whatsoever, they look like lizards. They look like big gecko people.
1: <laughs> the major point is wearing big rubber masks. Mm.
0: What The hell was that? Well, somebody, some out- outside, starting a car with a big some- engine.
2: Somebody wants their attention. <laughs>
0: engine motor, motor noises. So she's running through the desert. And by running, I mean lightly jogging while these three goons are chasing after her and, like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's how like, they get to her they're like, yeah. And she's like, ah. And then, like, he's walking through the desert in a suit with knee pads and elbow pads and a sword.
2: <laughs> you can never be too safe.
0: <laughs> no, and, and dark sunglasses, which he doesn't take off the entire time, he wears them the, the whole thing.
2: Yeah, he he likes them. So they
0: they steal something from her, don't know what it is, or it's some sort of like serum that'll turn people into frog people. Yeah. So basically, just their heads. (laughs) So he fights with some of them. They leave, and by fight, like he kicks a dude in the face, and he hits the mask, and you see the mask crumple in, (laughs) and they just go pop pop back out, (laughs) and then like this other dude picks them up in a pickup truck. And she gets in the car with that guy. He's hitting on her, and Max, I guess, this Shaw character, gets in the back, and he's just sitting in the back of the truck while they drive through the desert. Then all of a sudden, ah. here comes one of the frog guys, and he gets up, and he's like beating the hell out of him in the back of this pickup truck, fighting him, making all this noise. And the guy's just driving, like, and you can't even hear anything that's going on behind him. And he's like, Max, how are you doing back there? And he's like, he's like I'm doing all right. And he's just beating the crap out of this dude. And like, it's not a movie. It's just nonsense.
2: So okay, his Zen filmmaking strategy, which is, should be forgotten to time. You have a concept, and you just shoot stuff, and whatever it happens comes off the cuff. Happens. You're inspired by in the moment. They somehow formulate it into a plot.
1: I'm sure it cuts to editing. Yeah. yeah,
0: there wasn't a plot,
2: so you don't think that strategy works very well. No. Okay. Good. Not at all. So he's over two. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. They, it cuts back to because there's this bad lizard fellow. Oh, no. Who's wearing, like, you know, the traditional trench coat. And he's got, like, a, he looks like a 1940s private eye <laughs> sitting in an office. And he's just got the frog hat out and he's smoking, but he has regular hands. <laughs> and you can see the little mask cut off his, at his neck. And he's wearing a suit. He's got that on. He's got a hat and he's like a bad guy. And, like, they go to, like, you know, muscle him over. And he's just like, you know, the guy's getting attacked by a ninja. Oh, these are ninjas apparently in this oh, universe. The frog people? The, no, oh. it's it was an Asian guy wearing black with black football pads and like a nineteen forties World War Two bomber pilot hat, <laughs> helmet thing. Okay, so that's how ninjas dress. Yeah, that's how ninjas dress. And it cuts to like Joe Estevez, his character, like this bad guy. I don't know. I don't even know if he's a bad guy. I really don't. <laughs> the movie did not explain it very well. And it, it's, like, close-up zoom on his face. And he's, like, time to send in the ninjas. And then that's it. It just cuts back.
2: Okay. And then there's, like, just
0: regular dudes in football pads and, like, football helmets. Like, the old-looking ones. Like, the leather yeah. ones. Painted black. Wait. And they show up and fight. Nah. And But it just keeps, like, there's a scene. And then it cuts to this other bit where it's, like, a sunset kind of view. So it's, like, they're very silhouette-looking. Um. And there's a frog guy with a sword and football pads running at this Max health fellow who runs at him. And the guys, they're like, you know, ah, at each other. And then, like, the frog guy goes, ah, like, at the last second and gets to him just so he can, like, put the sword at his throat and go. <laughs> ah, and then it does, like, the slowdown. And so all the sound you hear ah, 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 ah. Yeah,
2: that stupid echoey oh, my thing. God. Oh.
0: <laughs> and it's just him walking around. And, like, apparently he's irresistible to, like, everybody. And then there's another bit. There's a hobo under a bridge who's apparently important. I don't know why, but there's these two frog people. And this is like in frog town. And I'm like, bull, this is just East LA in the 90s. (laughs) That's what this is. (laughs) And like they meet under a bridge and it shows the frog people. Cuts to the hobo. Cuts to the frog people. Goes to the hobo. Max Hell shows up. They're not frog people anymore. And then it goes back and forth. And it's just two girls wearing the same stuff. And in some of the cutbacks, they have the masks on, and some they don't. I don't know why. I don't know if that's supposed to mean something. Like, like are the frog people real? Is Max Hell tripping balls on LSD? Is this just his mad adventure because he's like high, drunk underneath like a bridge somewhere? And this is what he thinks happening with the other hobo who's probably dead? And like, this is his See, little misadventure.
2: This is the problem when you have a guy who writes. Directs, directs edits, edits, does the music, stars, does the stunt, the stunt cover, stars, in, stars it. in it. When you does have everything. all that go on and you have no idea what you're doing, and yeah. the sad thing is, you the first review you find for this will be some great five star review that he yeah. probably wrote under some stupid probably. fake account, like like you know Frank yeah. Stevens from Arizona. You know, mm-hmm.
0: like when they watching it, like there's some scenes where the Joe has scenes, the audio was fine. You can hear him because I'm guessing somehow the fabric soundproofs the room and like you know you can actually hear. It. And then there's bits where they're outside and I hear,
2: yeah, they don't. And
0: know. then <laughs> and like that's what you hear. That's it. You just hear wind and well, he, and then you just see his mouth moving. And I'm like, what?
2: At least they improve somewhat on their audio because for my movie, which was. Samurai vampire bikers from hell. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh a lot of people coming from hell by the way. But they uh mm-hmm. they they had you could understand a single line of dialogue in that entire movie. There was
0: only one like funny bit the entire time. Um this girl who works for the for Joe Estevez, his mm-hmm. character. I don't know who he is, I don't know why. She meets Max Hell and comes back and goes, Oh yeah, it's like I saw this guy he had blonde hair. Yeah, he, he seems like really serious. He had a big sword. And he's like, Oh well, wow. he's like lucky guy. And he's like, she's like, no, like an actual sword. He goes, Oh.
2: Wow. Like, like
0: that was it. Like that was the only part that was like, oh, they actually made a stab at comedy. Penis jokes. Penis joke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, All right. And then after that, it was just all downhill. So, I mean, actually, it started downhill. It never went uphill. It just continued to cascade down into nothing.
1: So what it's you're saying done. is it was bad.
0: It was beyond <laughs> bad. Like I'd rather watch Neil Breen like faithful findings like four times in a row. Oof. Well, I than just watch say, this.
1: As many bad punishments I've had, I'm glad that I finally found two that both of you agree or horrible. This yeah. was
0: this was
2: bad. To be fair, I found Scott Shaw. You were just there when I found him.
1: No. Yes. No. Yes. You were gone on military leave when I found Samurai Vampire bikers from Hell.
2: Yeah, that's true. Because I found it on researching crappy movies beforehand. And you're like, what is that? Ah, right, whatever. I don't remember. So, right, whatever.
0: And like the frog, they all have the same
2: mask on. Yeah. The frog mask. It's the, <laughs> it's just, it's, it doesn't look like a frog. Well, <laughs> I, I think if you're concerned about like, you know, continuity errors and stuff like that in a movie like this where they can't even get the audio right. So
0: here's how this probably didn't help because uh, small cutback story. I got the Lord of the Rings remastered in 4K, which I watched on my big new TV. Beautiful. It was like. By the way, Cyberpunk comes out. out. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And then I go to this bullcrap movie and I was like. Uh, uh." It was like, I swear I was watching it in like, you know, like 180 (laughs) P on a 75 inch 4K on TV.
1: Sorry. So like, you saw every blade of misplaced hair. So, so,
2: so uh, Lord of the Rings was like your uh, your. It was like blender.
0: seeing God, <laughs> and then I'm like over here, like looking at a turd on, on the street. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Trying to find an
2: art meaning. That was
0: like the uh, uh, so uh,
2: so. What would you rate it?
0: Point two. All right, all and right. that point two is the fact that they somehow got it all together to make it. They somehow like, charged money so for this. Actually, I'm taking points off because they made it. They this, shouldn't have. This is the worst punishment you've ever had. Oh, yeah. This is number one. All I right. think this had a budget, um, if I remember correctly, when I looked uh, looked it up here. I, I think th- it actually... Like,
2: for Samurai Vampire. Yeah,
0: the budget was $375,000. Jesus! No and way. I'm like, what'd you spend it on? <laughs> Football His, pads and, fr- and lizard masks? Probably... His own salary? Probably
2: Estevez. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was his retainer. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently, like, I look, he's in like a bunch of these movies.
2: Huh. And
0: I'm like, why? Who funds
2: this guy. I mean, obviously, somebody's paying him money to, to do these movies. Why?
0: Why? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Write to us. Who are you? We <laughs> want to know. It's we like, we want to talk to you. It's not like he's filming. Also, Neil Breen, get back to us. We still want to do that interview.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's filming in like, you know, somewhere, nowhere, Oklahoma. He's filming in L.A. You know, like, so people know that he's making this trash. He's turning it out. So,
0: I mean, probably in the 90s, like them filming, like just BS in L.A. It was probably so normal. It's like, why is that guy wearing an all black suit with knee pads and shoulder pa- and you know, elbow pads and know. has a sword? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, they must be filming something. Or it's like, or it's just nah, It's just L.A. in the 90s. <laughs> people know. do that all the time. My boss does that. All right. It was horrible. I hate you.
1: Anyways, we'll we'll move on to movies now.
2: Okay. Uh I watched a movie called Mank. Mank. Mank is about Herman Mankiewicz. Um, It's on Netflix. It came out like a week ago. So by the time you see this, it'll be about two weeks old or something like that. But Mm -hmm. Gary Oldman plays Herman Mankiewicz, who is the screenwriter for Citizen Kane. I don't know if you've ever seen Citizen Kane, but it is considered to be the best movie ever made. Um, Some people would dispute that. I probably would dispute that. But it is a good movie. Uh, Orson Welles... Uh, it is kind of portrayed as this, uh, well, so, like, the, the story is RKO, which was this old uh, powerhouse movie production company, um, gave Orson Welles...
1: Sorry. I thought something was funny, and then he just started laughing, so I laughed a little longer. I looked at it, I was <laughs> he, like, what are you He said RKO, d- I'm thinking wrestling. RKO! I don't know. Yeah, I'd do it, but it kind of disrupts the table. Do you, do you want me to continue? <laughs> Sorry. Go okay.
2: Ahead. So RKO gave Orson Welles free reign 100% just to do whatever he wants in making a movie. Um, Like, usually back then, studio would have some creative control and uh, hamstring a little bit on what uh, a uh, director could do. Um, But Orson Welles got this big deal because he he was kind of like a rising star in Hollywood back at the time. And so he um, hires Mankiewicz just to write a script, just to turn out something, a good story. And Citizen Kane is about a newspaper guy, a guy who works in the newspaper industry um, that just basically becomes like a, a, a millionaire powerhouse. You know, like he's, he's so rich and wealthy, but he has uh, all of his riches kind of isolate him and he becomes lonely, and rosebud, blah, blah, blah. All right. So uh, he aches that to one of the characters in the movie whose name is Hurst, who is a also a newspaper man. Um and basically just writes the whole movie, making him the, I guess he would be an antagonist. Yeah, you know, because uh, Citizen Kane, the, the uh, what's his name, Charles Kane, the character from Citizen Kane. I don't know. I that I that guy. He uh, he's he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. It's just it's kind of like a tragedy story. Um, and it it the movie portraying Hearst being this bad guy because back then during the Depression, all these leaders in Hollywood were more or less just cutting salaries from people below them and retaining or paying themselves more uh, despite the Depression. Um, they, they kind of alluded to the fact that it comes back to bite them. You know, there's there's a, a bunch of people trying to mass Exodus to Florida to do uh, production out there. And, you know, but the history behind Hollywood uh, at that time was pretty fascinating. Honestly... Plot aside, whether or not you – because, like, it comes down to this. Do you believe that Orson Welles actually wrote Citizen Kane, or do you believe that make uh, Mank, uh, Herman no Mankiewicz actually helped him or, or wrote it by himself? You know, that's the kind of – the movie, which was done by Fincher, David Fincher, the screenplay was done by Fincher's father, um, who died back in 2003. This is kind of Fincher's, like, homage to his father. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, – he, he makes this movie under the guise that Mank should have gotten sole credit for the, uh, the story. In reality, if you kind of do some research, you can kind of tell that Orson Welles probably had just as much creative pull in it. Um, so it, it's if anything, if you like the political intrigue that comes with making movies, um, and how, especially the best movie quote uh, ever made, how that was made, and all of the uh, controversies that came behind it, this is kind of a cool movie to, to start in It's like two hours, 20 minutes long, so you might want to pause and do some research, like who is Upton Sinclair, you know, uh, this Meyer guy from MGM, what all did he have to do with anything? What's the origin of the Writers Guild, you know? All these Hollywood historical facts that are portrayed in here, they're fascinating, but I'd say like 1% of the population would probably know everything that they're talking about. So, Didn't
0: William uh, Randolph Hearst like attempt to have the movie like destroyed or something, or like he sued
2: about it. He or he was mad at least. Well, so the it goes more into like the political taboo stuff because Upton Sinclair, back during the Depression, was trying to pr- push for a more of I wouldn't say socialist, but like a, a community based pay. So like, if you're making a million dollars off of a movie. The, uh, the, the, the people who are above the line, the, the people who make all the money, shouldn't just make all the money. They should give some of that money to the unions, to the, to the, to the grip, to the help, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Cameron people, all that stuff. They should get some of that money. Um, and they're, he was kind of pushing for this com- more community-driven uh, uh, ideology. And Hearst, who was in charge of the media, basically pushed him out and, and worked for the other guy. Um, because Mank liked Upton Sinclair and this was his stab back at Mank you know I I doubt it's really that petty but who knows um, so but it, it's it's interesting it's it's a lot but it, it it's a lot of dialogue it's every bit of this movie is dudes in rooms talking so I mean it, it, you, you know, I took it in in, in two chunks I, I watched an hour one day and the rest of it the other day so that's probably the best way to do it. I, I don't know if you could sit through the entire two hours, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's shot black and white with a ton, a a tinge of sepia tone, not nearly as bad as like, like the black and white scenes of wizard of Oz, but there's still a little (laughs) bit of that golden, uh, fray. Mm -hmm. I would say that you feel in the old sepia tone movies. Um, and they shoot it like in the guise of, um, how talkies were being made right after talkies became a thing. So, they are talking a lot because they are showing it off. You know, that's like their thing. And everybody's so quick and witty dialogue. <clears throat> yeah, but it's fun. It's a, it's it's an interesting uh, rabbit hole to research, you know, what happened to RKO. Why was Orson Welles considered this rising star hotshot? What's the craziness behind Mank? Why, why did the Writer's Guild need to be a thing? If you ever were, like, interested in Hollywood history, this is the perfect launchpad for you to, like, watch and then deep dive into. So, I could talk about Hollywood history for hours, and I'm not going to because it is boring for most people, I understand. <laughs> so I'll move on to completely opposite news, which is uh, <laughs> Monster Hunter. <laughs> so The other side of the coin. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about a video game movie. Uh, this movie got released in China, and it got immediately pulled in China because... They made a racial slur about Chinese knees. I don't know. There's apparently Chinese. I saw the clip
1: and there's the the Asian guy in the back of the vehicle that he's talking to Mila Javonovich or whatever. Mm. He goes, what kind of knees are these? And she goes, what they go? They're Chinese. Yeah. And that, that got it pulled and like completely banned in China. Well, I guess it's
2: based off of like a uh, playground racial slur. I don't remember I don't. I don't even know what it Kids is. Kids on playgrounds just uttering racial slurs. Yeah, something about. <laughs> I guess because "knees" is in the word Chinese. I don't know. So that was offensive. But the thing that blows my mind is there's no way that that rhyming, you know, little blurb Did. translates into Chinese. <laughs> so what? What could they be offended about? I guess just the idea that it was people
1: making fun of Chinese. <laughs> I don't know.
2: But anyway, so it got pulled. They have. Um, Uh, review bombing going on right now for this movie there's just like tons of people on reddit and whatnot that they're just dedicating hours a day just to trash this movie
1: tons of people like trying to trash it who probably haven't
2: seen it well they probably
1: don't even know any idea what the offensive part is yeah (laughs) they're just like oh yeah it's horrible it's offensive okay how dare you
0: Uh, i'm
2: literally shaking rage (laughs) triggered uh i mean the movie's not gonna be great anyways it looked like, you can tell by the trailer. Like, this is yeah. going to be this, trash. This is going to suck. So, I mean, it's got Paul W.S. Anderson as a director. If you look at his history with all the Resident Evil movies, uh, you can tell. I think he did a, another video game movie, too. Um, Don't do you? stop doing video game movies. I, that's his thing now. That's what he's known as, is, this, like, the failed video game movie guy. <laughs> um, and then Mila Jovovich, who's in a ton of every Resident trash Evil movies. movie. Which, yeah. really,
1: she's not a bad actress. She just gets put in very bad roles. Because she keeps accepting them. I know. Well, that's... That's part of she, her part. Of partly her fault. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So it 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 looks bad. Like you could tell the because like Monster Hunter is about uh, a alternate like not in our world. It's a world you know, where like these giant dinosaur looking monsters get hunted by these like you know. Monster
0: Hunter is about monsters being hunted.
2: Yes, they're getting hunted by like normal like humans, but they don't have they have conventional weapons. They have like it's giant almost like
1: pir- Pirates of the Caribbean like. Caribbean kind of where the people live, they, they have like these wooden huts and all this, mm-hmm. but then you have like bipedal cats that like cook oh, food yeah. and all, like, just all sorts of weird it's, stuff. It's strange. Huh? Yeah.
2: It's a, it's a weird universe. So they're, they're trying to inject that into our reality because the trope in Hollywood is if you don't have modern reality connected to whatever world, you know, that you're, portraying yeah. it's not going to sell well mm-hmm. but i think audiences are more intelligent than that nowadays anyways it's uh it's trash so and then the 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 stupidity behind how people are offended by it is also hilarious and trash so <laughs> uh, that's just the world we some live in some people just look for excuses to be offended yeah yes. it's like they they're already editing it and they're trying to re-release it but China's banned it uh, the the game company called Tencent i think they did uh PUBG mobile mm. they just spun out a production company and they're <laughs> they're they're doing the, that the remake or whatever yeah it's it's silly uh so but yeah that that's like what 150 million dollars you know uh they down the drain <laughs> they made uh no actually i'm sorry it was it was like a a 60 million dollar movie but they have to make 120 million in order to make a profit and uh, at their box office release they made 1.2 million so <laughs> Yeah. New world record. <laughs> so they're they're not doing very Versing
0: well. Losing a lot of money,
2: mm-hmm. and uh, that's the. They could have given us that money. We could
0: have made a better movie.
2: I don't think there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> so
1: very ambitious thought of yeah. you.
2: <laughs> All right, uh, that's my movie stuff.
1: All right, Tom, what you got for TV shows?
0: Um, TV shows. Uh, James May from Top Gear and Grand Tour has a cooking show now out on, on Amazon called James May Oh Cook, which is obviously O'Cook. a spoof of him going oh cock. on top gear for like 20 years so i'm sure that'll probably get edited out but it's like stuff is like it's his cookie show it's like food an idiot can make and it obviously it's him but his uh when they had left top gear he did james may's unemployment tube on youtube which was pretty much a series of him just like cooking crap at his house (laughs) like he did like his little like at-home cooking channel Uh uh-huh and everybody was like you should do a cooking show. like this. Is, it's funny watching you try to make stuff and just mess <laughs> it up. And he's like, huh. And then they did Grand Tour. And then um, apparently he's a big part of Food Tribe. Okay. For those of you who eat. Um, I'm sure you know what that is. For <laughs> so that po- small part of the world that That, eats. that small portion of people I, who I'm enjoy. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, no, we don't do that. I just
2: I am. seed the sun. <laughs> so he has like
0: a Food Tribe YouTube bit where he you know makes food or whatever. But he started doing the cooking show and he has a cookbook out. And uh, it's kind of funny because the there's a woman in a cabinet behind him, <laughs> who comes out to like make sure everything's going well. Because he's like, yeah. In the first episode, he's like, her job was on like British cooking shows as the woman behind the set who cooked all the real food. <laughs> and he's like, explained like it's a bunch of bull. He's like, all these celebrity chefs. He's like, they can't cook. He's like, she does it all. He's <laughs> like, they make it and then it looks like crap. And then like they cuts back and it looks fabulous because that's what she just made. Yeah. So like he'll be making something and he's like getting drunk half the time because he's like drinking wine and beer and like, you know, doing all the whole nonsense. It's basically like everybody else is sitting in the living room across the kitchen with all the camera stuff set up, mm. filming them, and he's just like giving them the business and you know, talking back and forth with him. It's it's funny. I don't normally watch cooking shows, but I did enjoy watching this. I don't really know a lot about cooking, but I've learned something. <laughs> cooking
2: <laughs> cooking shows make me frustrated because it does. I'm like That seems really complicated for something I'm going to eat in 30 seconds. Yes. (laughs) And now I'm hungry. Yeah. There's
0: like one, he's like making whipped cream and he's like, it's like you have to do it in a certain way. And that a split second in time, it's perfect. If you keep going, you have butter (laughs) (laughs) and he's making it. And he's like a mid sentence going like, look, it's almost. And then it's already gone. And he's like, damn it. (laughs) He's like, like, it was just right there. It's like, now it's gone. and yeah. then he's just like, looks down, grabs his glass of wine. He's like, oh. <laughs> so I definitely give that like a solid eight out of 10. I, I could watch James May do anything because <laughs> I have, I've watched him like put together a food processor
2: huh.
0: on his, he had a show called the reassembler. What's, where he a, what's the crap. show on? It's on Amazon. Oh, okay. on Amazon prime. Oh, definitely worth a watch. Even oh, if you don't oh, like cook. cooking shows, <laughs> is watch it,
2: James. Watch is it. Family appropriate.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah.
2: Even though that's a play on genitalia is the title. It's a play on you know foul, on on, on, on <laughs> roosters. Oh, oh okay, yeah, F O W L. Literary talking.
0: humor. <laughs> what do you think of that? Ugh. So that's out. Um, I think it's like seven episodes. And he's got a cookbook out. I mean, I don't. We're talking about like cooking crap, but yeah. it's funny to watch a cooking show where he's like exposing a lot of the secrets and behind it, <laughs> but it's him doing it and. It's funny. Just watch it. Um, Just so take our word for it. T- take my word for it. It's it's a very entertaining show. So there's another show coming out on mm. uh, Disney Plus. Uh, Disney Plus and Lucasfilm. Uh, they're making a TV series about the movie Willow. You know, I, I heard which, about that. yeah, which was like a 80, late '80s. It's got a Val I'm, Kilmer in it. I'm guessing it's one of those cult movies like Pan's Labyrinth and, or something. Uh, yeah. or like The Dark Stone. And, what's the what's uh, the work the li- done? Yeah, little person. The the, the small chap <laughs> who plays Willow. Uh, um, the of War- Is it Warwick him. Dunn or is it Warwick Davis? Warwick, don't da- Warwick Dunn played for the Falcons, didn't
1: he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe that's just the guy's name, too. I don't uh, know. No,
0: was, I know his name is Warwick, because how many people have that name other than these two? So uh, I think it's Warwick <laughs> Davis is his name. That's, that sounds more right. I'm going to go with that. And, of course, they've cast three females to star in this, because it's all about girl power now. Okay. Um I never watched this movie. I never saw the movie either. All I saw was like, Val Kilmer was in this? I'm like, this is after Top Gun?
2: Why'd you do this, Val? (laughs) So it was was Legend before or after Top Gun? I
1: think Legend was before. Oh, wait, wait. I think it was after? Yeah, no, Legend was before, I thought. Was it? Top Gun, I think. I don't know. Uh, He looks younger in that one than he does in Top Gun.
0: Uh, So this is some movie about this magical world. Uh, I read the plot of... Willow and I was like this sounds stupid <laughs> I didn't see this movie have you seen it
2: no. people who have seen it say it's like a classic but I, I'm they, guessing
0: it's one of those they, cult classics. they movies. saw
2: it back when it came out when they were like, little kids I'm sure it's gonna be like like I tried watching the Goonies with my kids and they were not interested yeah you know just because it doesn't hold up
1: I think I mean, it's on like the vein of like uh, the never ending story as far yeah. as that kind of mystical oh man, I couldn't stuff. imagine watching that with
2: my kids especially the part <laughs> with Artax your would daughter probably, would like yeah, she'd be mad.
0: She'd lose it. Yeah. So that's coming it. <laughs> out. Um, it's got someone from back. Solo with Star Wars stories in it. Uh, I don't This just seems like they're making crap up because apparently this lady's also going to have a role in the Green Knight, which is like the Arthurian legend. And I'm like, what? What? What, what is this? It is work, Davis. It is work. Doesn't
2: Tolkien have a uh, Green Knight? Yeah, he short does. Story.
0: Um, so they're in it as female protagonists. It's all about the females because that Star Wars is doing if that it, too. If
2: they're original characters, I don't have a problem with it. You know, maybe yeah. it'll be good. Maybe. Um, so. Yeah. I think so. Disney's
1: just trying to find something besides Star Wars or Marvel that'll keep their business running.
2: That's fair. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, they're they're kind of striking out because. Yeah, well, they got Baby Yoda. There's nothing else.
1: They made like more recently. They well, I'm made sure some... it will come out as like trans. They made something called like Godmothered, which is some kind of. Christmas comedy movie. Yeah, they made Black Beauty, which is I, like a remake of it.
2: I saw well, it was more based off the, the book. The one about the horse, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I watched half of that. It's uh, it's okay.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I just know that those are kind of some of the newer things they've made, but those are movies that they haven't really have a whole lot of. TV What's funny shows. is
2: how ridiculous. Like if you ever watch the reviews for everything besides the Mandalorian on anything on Disney Plus. It seems like everybody else hates Disney Plus too, because it's like they're not they're not getting one good thing. However, there is a, a new Pixar movie coming out to Disney Souls. Plus. Yeah, that's coming out on was it the 20, 25th? I know it's towards
1: towards closer to Christmas, which
2: yeah. is kind of because that movie was supposed to come out in April this year, and they kept delaying it. They really wanted a theatrical release mm-hmm. instead of they decided to put it on Disney Plus, and they're not doing the crappy Mulan thing where you have to spend twenty extra dollars to watch. Something, right.
1: Something that you can watch three months later. A movie right. that doesn't have that has no mushu.
2: So they they just are gonna put it out on Disney Plus. And I think in Pixar I Trust. I think that that will be a good They movie.
0: they haven't led me astray no. many, many times.
2: So I, I I'm looking forward to that one. Die.
0: They should just do the Incredibles T V show. I'd watch that. That would be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> but no, we're we're gonna get this. TV show about a movie from the eighties that no one remembers. Yeah.
2: That is, that's is kind of a true.
0: Point. It's like, you're just grasping at straws. So that's coming out. Apparently the movie was also directed by Ron Howard. Oh. And uh, I think uh, George Lucas was like an executive producer.
2: Huh. That sounds right. So. All right. Well, TV
0: done.
1: We'll go on to games now. Games. Is, this isn't a new game, but it is on the Xbox game pass for free right now, which is a uh, state of decay 2. And I, I haven't played it recently, but I did play a lot of it a while back. Um, I'll go ahead and say IGN like gives it a seven point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. I give it a six because when I stopped playing it, it was because they did some kind of update to where you kept getting kicked out of the game all the way to the Xbox dashboard every so often. Like, and you wouldn't know why. You just all be playing, and if yeah. you didn't save it, you just get kicked out. You just and miss get dashboarded.
0: That, uh, uh, That's I why. Can't I can't imagine if that was on like Dark Souls.
1: Now, if I know, I don't like I said, I don't know currently. But if mm-hmm. they fix that, I would give it probably a seven point five or eight because it, it's a lot of fun. It's a uh, basically it's a zombie survival kind of game but it's mm-hmm. it's more like community building kind of thing like rpg style stuff okay where you can build up your character's endurance and you know his, his skills with like electricity and things like that but uh
2: Skyrim zombies edition kind of well, i mean it, what is it dead island did that and then um yeah but th- this is all like over the top like like third person
1: camera. view of like running around and
2: yeah and you can play up to four players. I played the first one, but I was really mad about it because they advertised it like it was a multiplayer game, and it wasn't. So it was trash because um, it was the, the only way that that game would work is if it was multiplayer.
1: And, and this is the Sand Decay too. It is it is multiplayer. I've played it with you can have up to four people, mm-hmm. and if you don't have four people playing, you can have like one of your computer companions join you, so you mm-hmm. still have four people going out and doing these missions and stuff. And, you know, you'll make weapons, and you will you can modify vehicles to where they can stand up to zombies and stuff. But then over time, they'll kind of degrade. you got to repair them mm-hmm. or make a new one. Okay. Um, you can make, like, a community. Like, you can find, like, uh, an old power station is where I made mine. So I had, like, uh, the hydroelectric power station. Nice. So all my stuff, it was easier to get power, but it'll give you, like, certain, I guess, like, slots to where you can put, like, a, uh, a little garden or you could put the, your barracks or your vehicle maintenance area. Mm-hmm. Basically, you have to build your own like base and stuff.
2: I like those community-based games where you start with nothing, and then you can just build an empire kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well,
0: At what point do you get where you can just start building roller coasters? and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Well, laughs>
1: this, you, you can only build so much for different sites, mm-hmm. and then eventually, if your community grows enough, you got to find a new place. Like a,
0: You can't just keep expanding.
2: Yeah, That kind of annoys me.
1: Well, last I That's did I at this do, place, realize. We moved over like we were starting to move to a, a new like strip mall, mm-hmm. and but then you know that's when they did an update, so I quit playing. But they have all like six or I think six different zombie types. Like one, it'll scream, which when it sees you, it'll draw in more zombies. Mm-hmm. There's another one that like if you hit it, it bursts into like gas, to where mm-hmm. it slowly kills you. It so farts. It's, what's that?
2: What's that? Uh, left for dead. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. They like have a one tank.
1: Yeah, well, they have one in here that's like a, they call it a juggernaut. It's basically it looks like a, a 7 foot tall it's 5 the under, it's the undertaker 5 foot wide uh mm-hmm. you know giant summer, thing i'm going to fight the
0: undertaker <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they have like these little really fast like four like crawls on all fours ones that'll chase you down and but like every so often your base will just get randomly attacked mm-hmm. like a, a horde will show up or whatever and you your community members that you've saved will you know they'll defend it or whatever but if you're not there it's you know, a likely chance that they might just get completely overrun. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of fun. There's different uh, missions where you can go and they have story missions where you can rescue other community people and save them, make your community bigger, or they you can go get supplies Mm -hmm. by destroying this nest of zombies or whatever.
0: How many community people can you have in like one little spot?
1: Um, The most I ever had was 10, but then, like I said, we had to move to a bigger place because there was just nowhere for them. Mm. And you kind of have to keep your supplies and stuff up to date because if not like you know the they'll, community will run out and they'll start starving and they'll start going
0: more yeah. the flies on each other. Yeah kind of.
2: It sounds like a good Walking Dead game. <laughs> it seems like every Walking yeah. Dead game that's ever been made has just failed tremendously. Yes. And you know, I think that just like the show the has The Walking Dead is basically a show about people who try to build a community amidst a zombie apocalypse, you know, and they're always upgrading and gathering new people and resources. You know, and the the video games always seem to miss that.
1: One last thing about this one, the the one good thing about it is it's kind of realistic as in, like, you you search the stuff surrounding your community, you get Mm -hmm. the supplies. Well, you might find very little, again, like, that might respawn in those places, but you kind of have to just keep moving further and further out to get supplies. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you know, this map will run out of stuff, so you'll have to move, you can go as like a, an option to go either this, you can go over this bridge or you can go through this tunnel and it will take you to a whole new place mm-hmm. and then you have to rebuild your community and stuff. But it, it, it makes it kind of realistic. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you can't just forge in one place over and over and over. So,
2: yeah. yeah. But,
1: cool. But I like that game. It, it was fun. As long as they update it, there's a state of the K three that's supposed to be coming out for the next gen. So I might be getting it, nah. hmm. but uh, I'll move on to my news, which uh cyberpunk, they're getting a day one update. Now
0: 42 gigabytes?
1: Yeah, they, uh, they they didn't really specify what it'll be changing, but it, it, the developer said it'll make it a whole new game. I don't know if that's just graphics-wise
2: or mm-hmm. play, playability or what. Well, they'll know. The audience will know by the time this podcast true. comes out. You will know.
1: Uh, there are, Cyberpunk's also kind of under fire for... They didn't put an epileptic epileptic warning on anything, so yeah. people are kind of fussing about that. But see, like, the
2: game's not out yet. True. What are you... I don't understand. They're I gonna understand. pull the game now. It's gonna be delayed because the they gotta do an epileptic shock. They, of the eight. game killed me before release date. Well, they, several times they didn't put any warnings out because they didn't expect anybody to play it. Now it's <laughs> your fault. You got the game somehow. I'm just saying the epileptic community, <laughs> like there's an article all about them complaining yeah. about it. all year we've been It'd hearing be
0: nothing but cyberpunk out of this man's mouth. What'd cyberpunk, be, cyberpunk, cyberpunk.
2: What'd be funny is if like somebody gets a seizure from illeg- illegally, yeah, you know, that having would be this funny. game, and then the FBI finds them for having the game illegally, you know? But I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we'll move on (laughs) to And
1: we'll move on to uh there's another thing, Destiny for a long time. Wow. They're uh they've just been like you know, single console Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of gameplay and now they're gonna have cross play between everything, just like most other games now. Yeah. So you know the people that are playing on PS5 can finally play with the Xbox people. Mm. Yay! Although we don't really play Destiny anymore either. But now nah, it's been a
0: long it, time yeah. since I fired up.
2: Destiny. You know, the when the third one comes out, maybe they'll actually have a different game. Um, yeah. that, that won't be bad. <laughs> it's not. It's I mean, not, it's the not bad. It's bad. It's just it's repetitive. Very. Nobody likes to grind. Nobody likes to work in a video game. You know.
1: And then just <laughs> for Hayden, just for Hayden, we have our Call of Duty. Stuff coming out, yeah, which is Warzone on December 16th. Which, which got uh,
2: delayed because of Cyberpunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. Possibly. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but uh
1: they're going to have a new Warzone map, which is called Rebirth Island, which is basically a Battle Royal from Black Ops 4. It's a, one of their maps that's being remade.
2: So do you have to have Black Ops in order to play that? No.
1: For Warzone, you'll still have the map.
2: But it, it, they're going to have... Because Warzone's one, still free. Yeah. They're probably going to have more of the Black Ops guns in there. Or uh, which, Cold War. Yeah, I mean, you can still There's use...
0: There's supposed to be, like, 30 new guns coming.
1: Yeah, but I mean, War and, in Zone. Warzone, you can still use those guns, and you can buy, like, the blueprints or whatever, or mm-hmm. you can level them up through Warzone. You don't, I mean, if you don't have Cold War. So, you can still <sighs> level the guns up. It'll just be a lot harder. I know
2: the game's going to be like, you know, you could just do this, buy the game. Uh, I've played West Cold games, War and the Cold War
0: you. weapons compared to Modern Warfare's weapons. Modern Warfare's weapons are better.
2: Well, they seem more right because, like, the gameplay is different between the two games. Yes, it's yeah. very different. Which I don't understand how they're gonna merge. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> so, but, um, and we'll move on to in the 2020 Game Awards comes out on December 10th. So, we'll have some news next week. But this, as far as like who's the you know the best game of the year and everything, so this mm-hmm. would
2: be the, like. Actually, a really interesting year to watch this because uh, it's been a pretty big year for video games, right? (laughs) Because nobody can leave the house. Nobody can leave the house. Everybody's just
0: playing video games now,
2: and and things got really hostile with the new uh, generation of consoles coming out. So to see the lack of supply, yeah, to to see who uh, kind of really benefits, and the thing about awards is they always get political. Okay, like the Oscars and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. they always give it to people that. That they think uh, should win based off of their personality or their politics or something like that, you know. Don't quote me on that, but that's that's you you can tell. You can tell that they're doing that. All right. So that's with video games kind of actually passing the threshold of entertainment marketing than movies are. Like they're probably worth more now than what movies are. Um, Pretty pretty damn close. But um, I wonder if their awards are going to get as much clout as like the Oscars or something like that. And if they do, are they going to bastardize it by selling out to politics or are they going to actually try and be legitimate? This is a golden opportunity, so we'll find out. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Lastly in my news, uh, for <clears throat> supposedly now through Christmas, Best Buy has a deal going on where you buy two, you get one free. Granted, we're not advertising – because, you know, Best Buy is not a, they a supporter. They don't give us money. But it's a pretty good deal where you, you buy two, get one free for any next-gen games or hmm. any games that will upgrade to the next-gen. Hmm. So, some some of the current-gen
0: stuff. Best Buy should do now because I gave them, like, $2,500 <laughs> last week. Yeah, but you're happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. But that's new, pretty good new deal. New Xbox Series X, big TV. Mm. Two
1: for one for next-gen games, So I figured I'd throw that in there for some of our audience to look out for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all our movies our movie TV and we, video game news.
2: We got to it with 20 minutes left. It's like 5 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah uh, we
1: did some movies. What are they? All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> the, the top animated Christmas movies, which and that
0: includes claymation because it's a form of animation. Yeah,
1: yeah, any kind of animated, you know, fully animated movies. Uh, we'll start with uh, number ten, which is the last on the list: Rise of the Guardians. Never
2: heard of it. It's uh, it was more recent. Chris yeah. Chris Pine, I think, is uh, dumb.
1: Yeah, it came out two thousand twelve. It, it's I want to say it's like this kid is Jack Frost. Jack, yeah, Jack Frost, mm, yeah. and he interacts with the Sandman, the Easter Bunny, yeah. and Santa Claus, like so. It's like the to, uh, Santa uh, Claus too, yeah. like the Council. Hugh yeah, Jackman. Kind
2: of. Hugh Jackman's the uh, Easter Bunny. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> but what's crazy uh, 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 is Alec Baldwin plays Santa Claus and he has this crazy Russian accent. You never would guess it's Alec Baldwin, like the way you hear him. That's pretty. This, is, this
0: has been a an interesting time in. Well, this came out a long time ago, but it seems like they're getting a little creative with who's going to play Santa Claus.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: like Mel Gibson. It's not
2: bad. It's worth a one time watch. But my daughter was obsessed with it for a year, and mm-hmm. I watched it a billion times, and I can't stand it.
1: So. <laughs> well, uh, coming in the ninth is The Grinch, which is the the new 2018 CGI. Grinch. When dumb. Was, yeah. Dumb. That guy. Dumb. Me, and I, me and my wife went and saw it in theaters. It, it's a funny movie. It's nothing like, well, I mean, overall it's like the
0: There's first the cartoon one, but... and then there's the one with Jim Carrey. It's yeah. got, so that's
2: it. It's got like minion slapstick humor. Yeah, that know, kind of stuff. Run so...
1: before I kill again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> then uh, another one, uh, number eight
1: on our list is Claws, which is a 2019 Netflix movie. That oh, J.K.
2: Simmons does uh, the voice of Santa Claus. Please it's... tell me he just is like J. Jonah Jameson the whole time. No, he's like this sad old man that lives out in the woods. Uh, it's more of like a a boiled down like origin story of Santa Claus, right. and uh, the main character is who's the dude with the mole from all of the. Uh, he's got the, he's in, uh, Scott Pilgrim. He, he's as uh, one of the boyfriends. He's the final boss in, in Scott Pilgrim.
0: I never saw that movie. Yeah.
1: The guy that plays uh, Superman and. In-
2: no, that's no. Brandon Routh. Oh, no, Brandon no, no, no. Okay. no, that's not him. Well, anyways, Jason Sch- Schwartzman, is that his name? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> he's, he's the main character and he's a courier that like basically delivers presents from Claws to the, the poor kids in this village. And that's the origin of how, uh, yeah.
1: Well, uh, when I, when I looked it up on IMDb, it said it got an eight out of 10. So. It's not
2: bad. It's worth a one time watch. I'll have to long. check it out. I've never heard of it. So. So.
1: Number number seven on our list is a Charlie Brown
2: Christmas.
0: That should be higher.
2: Made nineteen sixty five. That's a great one. That's a great. That's one of the best ones. Yeah, you know, it's got a heavy religious undertone, and yeah. um, you can see why it's not as for a kid for... sucking
0: his thumb, walking around with a blankie. Yeah, Linus it was like a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> yeah,
2: but you can see why it's not as like mainstream today. But it's kind of a shame because like you've, whether you believe in whatever religion or not, the mm-hmm. uh, the, the the story about just togetherness and stuff is a really good mm-hmm. thing. So. Well,
1: it was the first animated peanut special. Uh, yeah. And the the production, it ended 10 days before it premiered on TV. Wow. And it premiered with 15 million viewers in 1965. Wow. So, wow. wow,
0: That's like everybody at the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Everyone with the TV. <laughs> the Earth's population.
0: <laughs> Watched a Charlie Brown Christmas.
1: Uh, we'll move on. Number six was Frosty the Snowman. I did made, not like this one. Made in 1969.
2: I'll be, I'll be honest. All those old claymation movies, well, I hated them. This was Frosty's cartoon. cartoon. I hated him as a kid. Yeah. Well, was Frosty's a cartoon? Yeah, yeah, it's a cartoon. Oh, wow. Nice. Anyways, I hate that. One
1: I'll let
0: <laughs> you know when the next one's a claymation one. I hate that one too.
2: But uh,
1: this one was made, and kind of thing that you don't realize anymore is it begins with the kids going to school on Christmas Eve, and like up until the '60s, that's what people did. Like, yeah. you know, we all. I think they got to go home early. Yeah, we're, we're used to you know we get like Two a week off for Christmas off. And, you know,
2: Yeah, they get to go to. They get, you get to go home from school from Christmas Eve, and they get released from the coal mine at <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning, an hour early. <laughs> That's why your grandpa tells you about how hard it was getting to school back in the day.
1: Yeah. Number five was uh the Polar Express. Boring it, movie.
2: Made in two thousand four. I, I thought so too. It's boring. Yeah. It's very slow. Well, they they it they, was cool
0: when I was when
2: I was little. Well, they were all about this uh motion capture thing yeah. um, with Tom trying, Hanks trying and and to showcase all that. You know what's crazy is Tom Hanks did basically all of the motion capturing.
1: Well, yeah, they so, said it, it won a 2006 Guinness record for the first all digital capture film.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. And he, but he, he did the models for the boys. Uh, oh, I think, he did? I think he even did the, like the little black girl. I think he was like the acting person for that too. Oh they, wow. Because they, all they had to do is just scale it to whatever size and then just put the the skin of whatever character they need on, on them. So mm-hmm.
1: uh, the one, <laughs> they said, uh, one thing that you like throughout the movie that you, unless you're paying attention, you don't notice is like, from the time the movie starts at 11:55 p.m., nothing like the time never changes until the first gift is delivered by like Santa Claus at the end of the film. Mm. So, so it all happens instantaneous.
2: Yep, yep, it's totally worth watching to notice little details <laughs> like that.
1: But uh, we'll go. <laughs> Shut up! Uh, we're screwed yet. I want that. I one. thought it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Humbug. Number four is the Nightmare Before Christmas.
2: My favorite. Christmas Didn't like movie. that one. <laughs> Who could have guessed? I don't like Tim Burton. <laughs> Made in 1993. Oh, I love I love this movie. It's so great. I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah, it's, I've just, never seen it
0: in one shot. Just, I've seen many, <laughs> many, many bits and pieces of it at random points. It's just
2: if you take the two opposite holidays, Halloween and Christmas, and you put them together in a movie, and you make a sandwich. You think it's gonna be a trash movie, but it's actually really good. So in the music done by Danny Elfman, who From, by the way was, Boingo, his, Boingo. was his first uh uh scoring for a, for a film. He basically churned out scripts like as they were producing this movie. Um, <laughs> it was very hodgepodge put together, uh, but it, it's it's an awesome. The music is great for this film. So
1: and supposedly, like they got the idea for this because Burton was in some kind of store or something, and he saw Christmas decorations being put out next, like side by side with Halloween stuff, mm-hmm. and Halloween hadn't even come and gone yet. Wow! <laughs> so that, that's the whole reason, like the whole idea commercialism behind, behind <laughs> his movie. He just got fed up with it, so he made. Ken, yeah, man, I, I get fed Christmas.
2: up with it. <laughs> I mean, good for him. He was a uh, like, like the you know, like in high school when you had that one kid that sits by himself in the corner, and <laughs> he's got his hair down over his eyes, and he's just, just tired and I like have- angry all the time. That that kid, that was Tim Burton in Disney's animation studio, so, <laughs> because he was going through the like the the the, the California animation Disney thing. um through that college and like he was like the oddball weird guy but they he, he turned out great art so yeah
1: All right, we'll, we'll move on to our, our our third place movie, which is Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which Santa it, it to recently town came town. on TV just a couple of days ago, but uh it's a 1970 claymation I like that one. The one about Chris Kringle, let's see.
0: This oh. one with the Winter Warlock and he's like call me Winter.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's the worst one. No, that's, that's a great one. Yeah.
1: He's got the little penguin that follows him around everywhere. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they uh, they said that there's a, in one the original version, like you know when he gets captured by the trees or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's like for a few few scenes or a few you know moments of the film, you can actually see a guy's arm that's like holding one of the trees or something like that. You can see his <laughs> arm in the film. It's I'm very, sure it's been edited out now. It's but.
2: very. I, I'm sure not. I mean. <laughs> I like. I always
0: liked that one when I was a kid.
1: Well, they said that they've edited this movie a lot because there's like two or three song, like sing along songs and dances that were completely taken out mm. for commercial time.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the company I can't remember what it's called that made these things. They
1: the Rankin Bass. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right, that's right. <laughs> they that was the big to do with the production of Elf because yeah. uh, Elf was concerned that they were emulating too much, they would be sued, and they almost like canceled the movie. Uh, of the old claymation thing. But it, what's funny is if you watch like the 10 seconds of the claymation stuff they have in Elf, it's way better than the whole movies that they have are these crappy claymation well, things.
1: Because it goes for, the root. Well, we'll move on to the next one, which is Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer mm-hmm, made great. in 1964.
0: Fantastic. Most well, of annoying. course,
1: the of course the Elf has better animation because this is people are trying to boycott that, was, that. Why?
0: Because uh, they, they, it's about bullying. They bully Rudolph.
1: So. And, yeah, I was and like, he yeah. shows them.
0: And he shows them the business. He's yeah. like, he, he becomes number one. Like he's the lead guy. They got to smell his farts when they're flying around. The that's right. Because he's he's, he's 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 the head of the pack now.
2: Uh, <laughs> because he's got a cancerous growth growing in
1: his <laughs> face that's <laughs> <laughs> radiating. <Mesticizing>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did some research for the the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I didn't realize this, but Rudolph was created by a department store for an ad mm-hmm. in 1939. And that, they created that in the jingle in '39,
2: and then in '64. If you look at like how much movie. capitalism has implemented like all these Christmas traditions, <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Like, <laughs> like Santa Claus being red because of the Coca-Cola company and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. Rudolph because of, like they wanted a mainstream this new TV show thing that <laughs> they could uh, show a bunch of commercials and stuff for mm-hmm. in the mid- middle of it. Rudolph
0: the red-nosed reindeer shops at Macy's. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, like no, like I
1: said. Th- Rudolph was developed in 1939, but the movie didn't come out till 64. No. But it's just kind of strange. They just mm-hmm. A department store just throws in an ad with a red-nosed reindeer.
2: Mm-hmm. There it is.
1: And also, in the uh, if you watch the film at the end, you know how there's supposed to be eight reindeer, right? Yeah. And then add on Rudolph. Well, at the end of the, the movie, you, as Santa mm-hmm. Claus is flying away with Rudolph, there's only six reindeer.
2: Some didn't make it. <laughs>
1: two, of them, two of them got harvested in that winter cold. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> two of them didn't make the cut. <laughs> they couldn't escape the bumble.
1: Then, uh, you,
2: you, you prance too hard, Prancer. So, so Dancer Ru- danced too fast. <laughs> Rudolph was is. number
1: two. Well, Number one on our list by pretty much... Everybody. Yeah, about half the people that voted voted for How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original cartoon yeah. version, which... That's a good one. That's a good one. It was made in 1966. I like the song. It's, it's one of the few films on Rotten Tomatoes that's actually 100% like oh, rated. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, you're basically uh, a heathen bastard if you uh, don't, don't like, like that. this movie. Yeah. So. Um,
0: the guy who did the song, you know, you're me with Mr. Grinch. Uh, Burl Ives, I think. No. Mm-hmm. no. Uh, Burl Ives was the guy from Rudolph. Okay. He was the snowman.
1: Well, no, um, he, he also does something with yeah, the Yeah,
0: he's uh, in a bunch the Grinch, of these. But um, I think he sings Boris Boris Karloff yes. does the narration for How the Grinch Stole Christmas on uh, the voice of the Grinch. Mm. But they would credit him for the song because they thought it was him, but it wasn't, and he would – it was a guy called Thurl Ravenscroft okay. who was the voice of the original voice of Tony the Tiger.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I he read did that. the
0: song but they didn't get credit for it. <laughs> and like he apparently Boris Karloff like had a fit when he found out mm. and was like about to, like sue the studio to make sure like he got like props for doing the actual song and not him and like getting paid for it. You're a Well, that in a, like the deepest voice ever sing brr. a song.
1: Carloff, they said that, that to make the Grinch's voice different from the narrator, they said they had to take out anything that like he when he got high pitched, mm-hmm. which that's what made the Grinch more gravelly sounding mm-hmm. as well. So.
2: Yeah, my dad knows I must a, a stop ton of Christians history about this coming. movie. In, but, oh.
1: supposedly, the Doctor Seuss wrote all the song lyrics for all the songs in the uh, mm-hmm. movie too. Yeah,
2: it's a. You could tell that there's a lot of like Seuss control mm-hmm. in how this was portrayed. You know, because uh, like uh, the 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 little little who, what's her name, Cindy, Cindy Lou Who? Yeah, like there's her, no more than two. Yeah, <laughs> like her little stories. You know, mm-hmm. and
1: power. originally they didn't. Uh, Doctor Seuss didn't want to make this, but he said he got. Talked into it by Chuck Jones, which is the... Animator? Looney uh, Looney Tunes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Seuss was highly against it, but then he said he sat down with Chuck Jones and they talked it over and eventually convinced him to do it, so... Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Also, this is the movie that had the very first diss track of all time. Yeah. It's almost a three-minute song. Of bro, of Thurl Ravenscroft giving the business <laughs> to the Grinch, it's like insult after insult after mm. put down after put. It's just like you nauseate me. It's like you piece of
2: <laughs> in arsenic sauce. It's like I. It's
0: like I would. I'd rather make out with a sea sick crocodile than touch you with like a thirty nine and a half foot pole. You <laughs> bastard. It's, it's like it's like the Grinch hurt. He'd probably be like oh. But me.
1: Liked it. Yeah, that's our, that's our list. The top one's The Grinch. Then you got Rudolph. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Nightmare Before Christmas. Polar Express. Frosty the Snowman. Charlie Brown Christmas. Hey. Klaus. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, <laughs> Klaus. 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 The, the Grinch and Rise of the Guardians. One right. that
0: should be on here that I'm sure somebody's going to go, huh, they forgot this one, uh, The Year Without Santa Claus. Yeah. Snow Miser and Heat Miser. Yeah. Just because that's like one of the funniest songs.
1: <laughs> it's not bad, but uh, I put the ones that I could remember, and then nobody else added them. So. Look at that!
2: We did the list, and we still have five minutes to spare. Well, we, still a, we still got a punishment. To that's go true. Oh, do we? <laughs> somebody uh, spin the somebody wheel. needs to spin that wheel.
1: I don't want to spin the wheel. The wheel's betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> let it keeps.
2: Going. Yeah. Get Come on, get time. Yes.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> didn't see Hayden. That movie. was me?
2: What was it? Movies. Okay. Hmm. Well, I, I have a movie, but... I love this. I, I gotta it. think of a Christmas movie that... Oh! Got it. Santa's sleigh. That's the movie you have to watch. Starring Goldberg.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Starring Goldberg.
1: Let me, let me any, any Santa Claus in this?
0: Yeah. He is. <laughs> He's like mega Santa Claus. It's like Santa Claus if he was just... <laughs> Powering through creatine and hitting the gym all year. <laughs> Does he just push it? <laughs> push the snake. What? What am I watching? This is so greed screen. It's not even. It's not even fake.
2: At least they have real reindeer. No, they don't. Oh, is that it's like normal? a turbine engine powering up.
0: What? Oh my god! Neil Breen did better editing.
2: Right now. De- that Wasn't it that was somebody's like oh. spy cam on Santa? I was like, I was like, what? Yeah, I was uh, like... misspelled Slay, it's spelled S L A Y, not S L E I G H. There we go. 2005 trailer. Santa, does he like slay people with a sword? Grandpa, I want the truth about Christmas. If it's the truth you want, then it's the scary truth you're gonna have. <laughs> to the Book of Claws,
1: Santa, Satan's only son, lost a bet. Satan's only son. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah! Yes, there is a Santa Claus. This <laughs> just explosions for no reason. <laughs>
2: ho, ho, <hoes. laughs> wow! All right, at least you get a Scott Shaw reprieve. my uh, God! So. <laughs> a Christmas theme punishment. <laughs> yep. There you go. Jingle this. Mother. Looking looking good for that one uh, next go round That just came right out of the top of my head too. I, I did not plan that at all. So. You, like, like just, like, the blank stare on your face It's like,
0: uh... And then, like, the little hamster started going... (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) All right, well, thank you all for joining us again for one more episode of Entertain This. Mm -hmm. We're going to have one more episode next week, and then we're going to take a little time off for the holidays, but we'll have stuff coming out Yeah, we'll
2: post some gaming stuff if you guys want to get online and watch us do stupid things. Don't Um, be
1: surprised if there's cyberpunk stuff.
2: I will be twitching (laughs) my cyberpunk experience and then probably at some point making a little video about it, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.